In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics, which today, of course, is that Millie Tamaras, the famous actress, comedian, <laughs> podcast host, <laughs> Millie Tamaras, if you go to her Wikipedia page, it will show you she is one year older. Happy birthday, Millie. Oh, my God. I don't think I have a Wikipedia. Thank you. Thank you. It was my birthday all weekend. Of course. I did lose my wallet for 30 hours, famously. Uh, And, you know, I found it in my recycling bin 30 hours later. (laughs) And the real lesson is always separate your recyclables. There are people in my building who just dump cans with thing. And if I did that, I wouldn't have found my wallet. And that would have been getting a new ID, getting a new library card, getting credit cards. So key is... Losing a wallet is one of the worst... It's... I mean, it takes years off your life trying to... Well, it's also like... I'm like, fuck, there's like all this auto pay shit. And then you're like going... You're like buying stuff online. And then they're like, your card's been declined. And it's just like... Just so much inconvenience when you lose a card. But I got it back. Did you find it... In your personal recycling or in yes. like your halls? Wow, wow, good for you. <laughs> that really is a true endorsement. I mean, that is beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. You didn't have to dig through the trash or anything. The one time I got. The one time I got pickpocketed in New York and lost my wallet, like actually fully lost the entire wallet, not the debit card, like the whole thing. It was extremely sad. It happened to me coming out of JFK. It happened right in, my, in front of my sister as well. So I was like shamed in front of my family. And, <laughs> and but the, like, in addition to having to go through all of that, getting all the IDs back, the one thing that I couldn't get back that was in there was it was $40 in cash and two $50 gift cards to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. And I Jesus was so Christ. Sad. That's so fucked up. I was That's, so sad. We, me and my sister were going to ball out at the Cheesecake Factory. That was the whole point. And then I was robbed blind right in front of her. No cheeseburger. Wow. And, but what is it? Cheese, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls? Right. I, I like their egg rolls. I actually like their... They have just like every different type of ethnic cuisine that they make an egg roll out of. Like I like their like Southwest egg roll. I was watching, I think it was on Loot the other day. They were at Cheesecake Factory and they were having a drink and I realized I've never gone as an adult like had a drink at the Cheesecake Factory. That sounds oh, amazing. I I, with my car. <laughs> I had a car for five months in New York City. What did I do? Go to the Queens Plaza Mall and go to a fucking Cheesecake Factory and su- subsequently get diarrhea. <laughs> 
And wait, 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 stop. And then drink and drive home? Well, no, no, no. Like, if you have one mudslide margarita at the foot, yeah, one, no, no, no. Do not. Mudslide margarita. Not mudslide margarita. Mudslide, mudslide martini. That's what, what I, I had want. Also, are you enjoying Lou? I'm enjoying it, and I think mm-hmm. 100% it's a Mackenzie Basil story. Oh, absolutely. Totally. It's the Mackenzie Basil story. Jeff Bezos is a dick, and Mackenzie's living her best life. I'm really loving it. If you like Loot, then you should also watch um, I Love That For You. I feel like maybe slightly more people are watching Loot because there's a, a slightly similar dynamic, and, then, and maybe this is probably typecasting, but like there's like... If you like the like older woman, younger male assistant vibe where they're just hilarious together and like yeah. kindred spirits, both of them have that. I'm obsessed with Loot. 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 I'm loving it and love imagining it's Mackenzie. I haven't watched Loot yet because freaking goddamn streaming Apple, Apple, Apple sucks, yeah. doesn't. I use Chromecast and Apple wants. I, I understand Millie's play as an Android user now because Apple mm-hmm. wants. Apple does not want me to be able to watch its TV shows because I use Chromecast to watch things. And it wants to force me to buy its products and to buy its stupid TV. And it wants to force me off of my Chromecast, which Mm -hmm. works for every other thing. And so I never get to watch any Apple shows. I haven't seen Severance. I haven't seen Loot. I haven't seen Helpsters, which I'm on. Oh, I wow. haven't seen <laughs> You haven't seen Pachinko. You haven't seen. Nope, I didn't see the shit. scary. When they when Apple TV first came out, they had that scary show that Rupert Grant was on. You know, I'm yes, trying to support. That was really good. Oh, you, know you haven't what? seen Schmigadoon? I tried. I tried. I tried Dickinson. I tried. Sometimes a show will rope me in, and I'll try to watch it on my laptop. But I say, who am I? Myself in my twenties in college in my dorm, trying to watch a show on a little laptop. <laughs> I can't Ray, do it absolutely anymore. Absolutely not. This is twenty twenty. I would say you're missing out on morning show, but are you? I don't think so. No. I'd no. love to. I'd love to engage in all of their in all of in all of their different offerings, but they don't want me, and I'm not going to go where I'm not fucking wanted. <laughs> this is how people become Republicans. This is an allegory. <laughs> me going to the alt right. They don't like me. They don't like anything I have to say. They don't want me here, so I'm gonna leave and get well, an Android. I'm just gonna say this. Yeah, get a fucking Android. I'm gonna say this. Liz Warren loves consumer protections. Um, just like in Europe, Europe they're already making it so iPhones have to have a U- U- a USB C charger. USB C's charge so fast. Like, it's an incredible charging thing. Now they're making it for iPhones to have it. And people were fucking up her ass on Twitter. Don't you have better things to do? What the fuck? This is so corny, blah, blah, blah. Caping for this for this multi-million dollar company. And it's like Apple does shit like this to make extra money it's when purposeful. they don't have to. They have the capability to have just one fucking charger for your laptop and your you know how convenient it is for my android to be charged by my fucking macbook pro charger in 10 minutes in 10 minutes i can get 30 40 percent charge well and it's also like in our lifetime we've seen them they just randomly invent little tiny items that now you have to buy like what they did with the dongle (laughs) I'll never get over it. What that we had a perfectly fine way of listening to headphones <laughs> and everything was fine. And then now they're like, no, we're going to make you buy this little stupid thing. You either have to buy our expensive 
headphones that are easy to lose, or you have to buy our little tiny thing that you'll lose enough times that it'll just equal the headphones. I was listening to Who Weekly, and there was like some Republican or whatever fucking Tory um, UK person that accidentally swallowed an AirPod. <laughs> and no, these idiots. Oh. Yeah, but also it is like swallowable, I think. So but did she put it in her mouth for a moment just to like keep it there? That's disgusting. Because you ever have you ever looked at your at your AirPod? It's gross. It's not gross. Really. I yeah. mean, unless y'all no. are cleaning yours every week, which I am not. Can I um, shout out a disgusting product that I bought yeah, recently? Yeah, is it an AirPod cleaner? The glasses not an cleaner? Air, oh, no, it goes to the it goes to the root, friends. Oh, I got please. an ear cleaner with a camera in it. That oh, links shit. up to my phone, oh, and shit. I can go in my ear and oh, clean shit. my ear with visibility, and it has changed everything. And I don't think I can do that. Can you hear in colors now? Um, I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> my ears bleed constantly, but they're clean. <laughs> they're clean. No, it was like fourteen dollars at Walmart. There's in a there's a hundred dollar one that they try to sell you on Instagram. You don't need to get that one. You can get the fourteen dollar one from Walmart, and it it works. And I'm you need in to make my an ear. affiliate link for this and right after we sign I'm, off today. Dude, so I'm, the I'm in my ear and it I was gonna go to an ENT because like I can't hear anything that my fiance says to me. We're fighting about it all the time because I'm like, you can't talk at me when you're in another room. I can't hear anything you're saying. Get in there. What an incredible superpower that you can't hear men. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I would actually pay it's a privilege to, get that. <laughs> to dampen um, their voices. To dampen their voices. Dude, okay, he says it's just slightly muted. We have a really packed schedule, but I do want to say, uh, did you see Jane's Lynch's tweet about how women's voices are too high, so on podcasts they should lower it? Um, no, when did she say yeah, this? Yeah, she just Today. tweeted this like two seconds ago. Oh no. She, yeah, well, we'll talk about it. We'll round it up later. But I just want to say that I'm not talking to uh, like Tony Braxton, just so people, just so Jane Lynch. Can, <gasps> even though you know what, even though Jane Lynch has retweeted me once, I will say I'm sorry, Jane. This is where we diverged. Absolutely, completely. Well, yes, this is why I don't read our podcast reviews because like a third of them are like fix your voice, and it's like, sir, I don't have Adele money. And this is what my voice sounds like. Yeah, I am, uh, I am also, sure. I'm sure. I am sure. I have a nodule at this point. I take. I smoke weed constantly. I do not take care of my voice. I do not drink enough water. I am still doing my three months of not drinking thing. But normally, I'm a moderate to heavy drinker. Anyway, welcome to the Betcha Stuff Podcast. <laughs> okay, she says I'm a woman. I am a woman. Our voices are higher than men's voices. Women's voices can get into the annoying area if it gets too high. <gasps> if you're doing a podcast, consider lowering your pitch a tad. If you think I'm being sexist about this, then I don't know what to do with you. Is Jane that Lynch. real? Okay, then she doesn't know what to do with me. <laughs> it's real, baby. Two, three thousand likes. Oh, this is going to be a fun way to promote our podcast, though. You know what, though? You know what I have to say to that? Um, I mean... Our producers are free to lower our voices and post. Nobody's got time for that. That is not a good use for anybody's time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also <laughs> Millie just showed us a picture of Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. What can go wrong um, by yeah, falsely lowering your voice? I'm not falsely lowering my voice for anybody. Also, I even saw like sound engineers writing in and being like, "Actually, any good sound engineer has the ability to like make someone's voice." 
sound right. like smooth and nice for stuff. Um, and also ideas about what makes a voice annoying are all like if you read the comments, they're like, I just find the way young women speak to be annoying. And it's so many people. <laughs> Nothing to do with what they are saying. I'm sorry. Just like washed, washed ass people being like. Why do people use upspeak? Why do people use vocal fry? And it's like, do you understand that you're like old man yells at the sky right now that like older people have always thought young women sound stupid and they make fun of how they sound. And that's literally just what you're doing. I'm never changing my voice for these people. Never. And also, it's the same thing with race, too. There's all these studies about abonics that people just are like, just speak properly. You sound stupid. But like the, you know, they've studied like linguistics and an understanding and like, you know, they interviewed these two kids, but because one sounded more like proper, didn't use Ebonics. So they asked them like what the meaning of life is, these two like five-year-olds, and they compared what they said side by side. And then they asked people who sounds smarter, who's saying, making the more profound point. And everyone said the white kid who used more proper words, but actually like the black kid who was like talking about um and saying gonna and all this stuff was actually making a more profound point about uh, how people ascribe meaning to, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing yeah. of like, you're, you're looking at the package and all this stuff and you're not accepting people for who they are right now and not making accommodations at you, which was honestly, I felt like the entire point of our disability talk mm -hmm. <laughs> that we had the other day is just like, we need to accept people where they're at. And yeah, if you don't like somebody's voice, then don't listen to the podcast, but that's a stupid reason not to listen. But I think for so long, we have as a society been assimilating and going into what we think should be a proper way and now that there are people embracing who they are and just saying fuck it like people are scared by that but anyway mm -hmm. and it's also just to point out it's a big part of it is still implicit bias like i'm sure there are people that listen to podcasts and they're like oh i think her voice is annoying and like you might not be a sexist but you have like it's just been coded that the things that women have to women are annoying the way we sound are annoying um, but it's like if you are imagine if you if you have such a failure of imagination that you cannot you are so distracted by the way somebody sounds to consider what they're saying that is one hundred percent a you problem. Yeah, Jane Lynch. <laughs> Jane, Jane Lynch. Lynch. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. 
Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Last week, the House of Representatives passed the Respect for Marriage Act. So we did talk about this with Brian at the end of last week. Wanted to circle back on it because some sleuths have kind of connected GOP lawmakers who did not vote for this measure, which also would have codified not only same-sex marriage, but interracial marriage, who have very strong personal connections and or are in or know people who are in same-sex or interracial marriages. So only 47 Republicans joined all Democrats, I believe all Democrats, in voting for the bill. And we'll discuss them later. But one Republican congressman who didn't vote for the bill is this guy, Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania. And three days after that vote, when he declined to vote on federal legislation to ensure that same-sex marriages are safe across the country, should Clarence Thomas deliver on his promise to overturn Obergefell, attended his son's wedding to another man, went to his son's gay wedding three days after voting against gay weddings being legal across the country. In a statement, I can't find anything this guy is saying, but in a statement, his comms director said that the congressman is very happy to welcome their new son-in-law into the family. How fucking awkward is your wedding reception when three, your rehearsal dinner, your father of the groom's speech, when three days earlier, this motherfucker voted against codifying the right to get married for people? I would pay an unbelievable (laughs) amount of money to read the saga of wedding drama about that. Wedding drama is my favorite jo- like genre of like advice column call, all of that kind of stuff. And I just, I mean, I can't imagine that no one's releasing any information about the grooms, which I think is good. They didn't, yes. <laughs> they didn't ask for that. So. I don't know. But, I want to know if they're Republican. I mean, or not. I assume one of them is, you know, Mr. Thompson, yeah. Well, that's, but that's, I mean, of course, that's my immediate thought is I'm like, are these like log cabin Republicans who Mm -hmm. don't care for some reason? Or is it like, I don't know. Weddings are really complicated. Do they have a strained? I need to know if they have a strained relationship. I guess that's my thing is I need to know if they have a strained relationship and they were like, we have to invite dad because otherwise, da da da, but he's not going to speak at the wedding. And, you know, we're going to make a pointed comment during the ceremony. Like, I want to know everything about all of that situation. Right. I can also see it as like the whole family, including the grooms. And this is all libel and slander probably like what if they're all super conservative and it was just like the end joke of the whole thing 
I could also see that. Not for these actual people, but like maybe for other people. Like they're just, it's like part of, part of the shtick and they're just all on like an evil pursuit together. I don't know anything about this guy. He's from Pennsylvania. Sometimes Pennsylvania Republicans. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say Pennsylvania Republicans are always sane because they have that motherfucker running for governor who's the most terrifying. Mastriano. (laughs) Do they know? The other option is also Dr. Oz. (laughs) Right. Noted New Jersey resident Dr. Oz. Well, this is just not surprising because again, Republicans... They don't even see it as hypocrisy. They want to be able to do whatever they want. And they want, but they want to be able to tell you what to do. So even if gay marriage was not legal in this country, this kid's son or this man's son was still going to be able to get married. He was probably going to have to go to another country and get married there because they have enough money to do some destination. Like he was still going Mm -hmm. to be fine. You know, mm-hmm. until somebody gets sick or whatever, like they don't have the same rights. But th- you know what I mean? They don't see this as hypocrisy. They want it to be for everybody else. Just like Republicans all the time get abortions. You know, they don't they don't see that. They think that it's wrong for everybody else. But for them, there's all these exceptions and shit. When the whole point is that there shouldn't be any exceptions. Everyone should just do whatever they want and it should just be legal. You know, those are like the two fundamental philosophical differences of Mm -hmm. the parties you know so it doesn't surprise me and also like the interracial marriage thing which i'm sure we're getting to um you know what is it guinea thomas is a huge racist like the shit that she said and clarence is the first black man to ever be on the supreme court like these people do not care you know Sorry, 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 my like fifth grade project is going to come back and show me. Yeah, I knew better. Uh, but yes, uh, these people don't see themselves like, the, you know, they just feel like they're mm-hmm. the exceptions. Just like it's just like everything. It's like, you know, poor people are lazy and they need to work harder and they're just, but they're just temporarily not rich people yet, you know? And they, you know, they work harder, whatever, but poor people in general, you know, it's a whole thing. The people who are doing this stuff, like they're not actually thinking deeply about these issues. They're just trying to score political, they're just trying to score political points. And it's, it's so, it's become so much about the political point scoring to them Mm -hmm. that like you can live in the cognitive dissonance of voting against gay marriage and then going to your son's gay wedding three days later because they're just not actually thinking about what it means like so like i do feel like these people politicians in general they get in this dc bubble and they get all on their team and they get Mm -hmm. all in their head about scoring points for their team or whatever and they forget that like their job is about real people their job Mm -hmm. is like even if that real person is your fucking son whose wedding you're going to like Mm -hmm. the the bubble that people get into when they're just doing politics day in and day out i just think they forget that it's about it's actual real people who bear the brunt of this stuff no i mean it's real people and it's also like this political strategy shit of like 
they kind of are banking on Democrats like, oh, well, Democrats will never let this happen. You know what I mean? Or like they're not actually thinking practically because that's what's happening now is like they banned Roe, but they didn't even fucking consider all the complications or nuances or whatever pregnancies and stuff. They were just worried about this symbolic thing. And now there are practical things that are happening as a result of this. And they have no, like, fucking idea or, or like, plan to protect whatever. It was just always about the symbolic thing, just like this. So it's like, and they're also banking on, you know, not proactive but defensive Democrats to, you know, make sure that things stay as safe or as status quo as possible and never and just covering and putting out fires instead of working on an aggressive policy to make sure that these people can't even buy matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because in this and in, in, in some senses, it seems like the the same sex votes have kind of like helped penetrate the bubble. But in an, in an interesting way to observe, because Elise and I touched on this last week, that we just think it's interesting that like there is willingness to see the harm in this that there has not been in terms of abortion rights. So like, mm-hmm. like not to be that podcast that always quotes the daily and also me and Elise talked about this last week with Ryan, but it's like, it's just very strange to see, like we had this vote on contraception. We tried with Roe and it's just very interesting to see which members of our national government seem, seem to think it is safer for them. They are safer in their jobs to support same sex marriage uh, than, than abortion rights. And I guess there could be a lot of reasons for that because abortion rights, I guess are a little bit more, divisive and everybody's just sort of like down for for same-sex marriage but the way that they've been trying some of these senators have been because it's known to the senate like i don't think chuck schumer was really thinking this would go anywhere but now he's like oh great i can put these guys on record voting against it and a lot of the people that say they're going to vote against it or have are pulling like the states like it should just go to the states it should just go to the states which you've pointed out like sending abortion back to the states is going to cause people to die and in this case it would just be it would cause like how you married in one state and not the other it's also the argument that they've used, like, it should go to the states is the age old, like, way fucked should up slavery people have, right. tried I mean, to, yeah, have tried to keep this country from progressing and tried to keep rights from people for forever. It should go back to the states is, like, the basis of the civil fucking war and the <laughs> it was slavery. Like, right. and not- nobody's questioning them. They're just like, it should go back to the States. Marco Rubio had my favorite reaction where he said, I know plenty of gay people in Florida that are pissed off about gas prices. What does that have to do? You know what my thing is? If you're saying it should go to the States, then money should stay in the States. All these states that have no mm-hmm. money, that are constantly getting bailed out by larger states like California and New York and even Texas, you know, with, with not even, well, I don't know what their tax revenue is, but federally, we, you know, bigger, you know, these states, these quote-unquote coastal elites and all this shit, and you're leaving up states' rights, we're absorbing all their patients, we're paying our yeah. high taxes are paying for them not taxing people at all so it's like if you want to st- you know but then that again is going to cause another civil war because we're supposed to be the united states we're supposed to have like working together as a network but if you're outlawing all this shit and then wonder why no one wants to live there you have <laughs> terrible schools all this stuff like then yeah let's keep it in the states then don't uh, you know then you're, you have to mm-hmm. fucking bail yourself out they would never go for that. But, you know, it's like, let's keep it in the States when it benefits you. But, you know, when it benefits everyone else, fuck off. I don't know. 
Should we talk about some of the some of the state level issues that Republicans have created for themselves? Oh, sure. Oh, we have a story out of out of Florida. This is a real Florida or fiction one. Last week, the Florida Department of Education announced that military veterans and their spouses could receive five year vouchers to allow them to teach in public classrooms without a teacher's degree or certification. Most military veterans are very qualified to do something. I don't think that's always or often teaching. Uh, educators are highlighting how this move takes for granted the unique ex- expertise it takes to educate kids and teenagers. I mean, this happens to teenagers all the time. It happens the whole pandemic where it's like, you got to open schools so that they can babysit the kids. It's like, they're not babysitters, they're teachers. They cannot absorb all social problems, but they are, they are again. And the state says this is part of a state initiative to expand career opportunities for veterans and their spouses. This framing is strategic, I think, because it also comes amid a shortage of teachers in the Sunshine State just weeks before the start of the school year. There are 9,500 teacher vacancies across Florida. That that seems, I don't know much about the scale of vacancies, but that seems like an emergency. And I've seen that by by framing this as a program to, keep, to help employ veterans and their spouses, um, the politicians are trying to make teachers and parents who disagree with this seem anti-veteran <laughs> and oh they're, it's like no we just you just can't throw any rant and warm body into into a classroom and um i don't know what do you guys yeah, people get masters i mean people get Absolutely. master's degrees to be teachers and phds i mean i think if there was a program Maybe like a program to do uh, to pay for veterans to go to school to be teachers or for an mm. expedited pro-, pro. They said we're going to start a program that's going to certify veterans as teachers and it's a two year program, whatever. Like there's a way to do what they're doing that would be helpful. But what they're setting up instead is for a bunch of kids in Florida to have teachers who are not qualified and then also I feel like it's going to set up antagonistic relationships between the teachers who went to teaching school Mm. and these other teachers who aren't, I mean, it's just crazy to me because teaching takes a lot of training. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess because in Texas there's like, okay, there's three books that we let them read. So just give them these. Like, I mean, yeah. It's also just a measure to undermine public schools so that fucking people put their kids in these charter schools that aren't fucking run well. Anybody can open up a charter school, a for profit charter school, and get all this money. You know, anybody can. And then, like, again, it's the chipping away of the public school system, which is one of, like, the pillars of the United States is, like, this quality education, but, you know, Republicans have been trying to chip away. And also, Mm. why would anyone want to be a fucking public school teacher in Florida? They don't get paid shit. They don't get any tax deductions for what they spend on school supplies. And they're fucking have to be in the line of fire for guns that aren't getting regulated. Oh, and... God forbid one of them is caught being compassionate to a queer student because then you can get reported to the fucking state and your whole school can get its money taken away. And like, like, I mean, to be a real teacher in Florida is now to, yeah, to be at the forefront of all of these issues. I mean, I have friends who not who aren't in Florida, but who have left the teaching profession because they're sick 
of having to deal with all of this crap. They wanted to yeah. be a teacher and they're Why like, would you? I mean, yeah, I've got one friend in Virginia who left because she was like, you know, Virginia Glenn Youngkin started a thing where anyone can call and inform on their teachers and just the entire situation with the pandemic and what she's paid. And now the fact that she's just like kind of open up to criticism by any random Yahoo who wants to criticize her. She's like, I'm fucking over this. I've got another friend who was a guidance counselor in Texas. And she was like, you know what? Between the fact that ICE comes to my school every week and tries mm. to get me to inform on students and um, the fact that I had to be pregnant working in schools that were in session and people refused to wear a mask and the fact that 19 kids were just gunned down in another school district, I actually think that I'm out. So, yeah, like, of course. Of course. And it's, and it's on the outside, that is a, that is a crisis for our kids, for everybody. But also like Millie said, is that there is something lurking in the shadows ready to fill in the gap and ready to convince local governments your schools are terrible. There are billionaires in Texas who are ready to take over the schools and make them Christian education. So that's the other scary element is like the more that these states like, you know, enact these policies that are going to weaken the education system and the education system is the people, is the people in it, the human beings, the teacher in it. We already, there are already like not great, stories about what happens when you put in when you put educators in that don't want a long-term like career in education like it doesn't always it's not always the best for schools that aren't doing great like you need teachers to teach there is great value in having teachers do the teaching and it is really scary the idea that we could be getting distance from that like that's not the there is great value <laughs> in having teachers do the teaching florida <laughs> Florida, no. Great, Mac. Florida is just great value, America. I know, but it would be like such an imagination and such a fucking reach to make education and teaching have even even a modicum of the fucking budget policing has, mm -hmm. you know, or like the way that people, unfor you know, the reality of our country is people escape poverty by again being in the military or being a cop that mm -hmm. is one way to escape poverty and get consistent promotions and get overtime pay and get all this shit can you just imagine a society where we treated teachers the same you know and then we all want to complain that we don't have any more jobs in america that all of our jobs are getting exported that we don't you know there's no more scientists there's no more this there's no more that we're having to go to china and india and all this shit. no one's having kids no one's yeah. having kids you cannot complain that no one's having kids and then saying anybody who who was married to anybody in the military can be <laughs> cannot go to college at all and be a teacher Right, right. Like, absolutely. I think most people support providing more and like career resources for people that serve our country that perhaps should not be at the expense of our nation's children and their education. We have to wrap up there. We have much more to discuss. Oh, but of course, we have our live show this weekend. Please come. Don't wait to buy tickets. You have to buy tickets now for our planning purposes. Please go buy it right now. Betches.co slash supply. We probably are not going to publish this as its own episode. So if you want to see what we talk about, you got to either come or you can buy live stream tickets too. And I don't know, I'm 
I'm going to put something juicy in there. I'm not sure where, where we can do this that we would never discuss that people could hear like maybe Hunter Biden. I don't know. We can get into that. We would never record. Yes. yes that we would never record. We're going to collect. <laughs> yeah. We're going to collect your phones before and put them in pouches like Dave Chappelle. No, we won't do that. <laughs> that is our show until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.